0: Listening to opinions from experts regarding issues relating to Malaysians and the citizens of the world when we go face to face with our guests every Thursday at 11:15 a.m. only on Tracks FM. <laughs>
1: Right here, right here, right here, on Tracks FM. This is
0: Tracks Momentum with me, Deanna. It is time for Face to Face. I have a very, very, very special guest with me in the studios right now. I'm speaking to Young Mohamed Nick Nazmi, Nick Ahmad, the Minister of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change. And if you are listening right now on online, you could actually catch us live on Facebook at Tracks FM Official. But it gives me great pleasure to welcome Young Mohamed Nick Nazmi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and uh, of course, there's so many things that we would like to tackle but uh, how are you today, uh, young Good, woman? good. Thank you. Yeah, very uh, busy day today, I see. But uh, <laughs> we'll try to keep this as, uh, you know, um, as informative and as light as possible for our listeners, of course, because sure. you have a very long day ahead. I think to start off with um, what a lot of our listeners would like to know, that the uh, Ministry of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change, they plan on prioritizing floods, energy consumption, climate change and environmental protection. Now, this is quite an important uh, thing to prioritize, uh, uh, important. Issues to prioritize. How does the ministry intend to approach these problems and will there be more cross-ministerial cooperation? I think that's what a lot of the listeners would like to know.
2: Okay, thanks, uh, Diana. I think, you know, there were once people used to talk about that the, mo- the two most important sectors. For a government, is health and education, mm-hmm. and they still are very, very important. Uh, but I think now, I think environment is is heading way up there, mm-hmm. uh, simply because you know, at the end of the day, if this if this planet is not livable, if it's not here, then all else becomes redundant. So um, that's why I think it's very crucial. We we have reached uh, a, a crucial part. Um, not just Malaysia, but the entire planet. I think uh, we we really need to reduce uh, our carbon emissions. We really need to protect uh, our forests, our mangroves, uh, as we move towards 2050, because we we are talking about, uh, uh, what do you call that, net zero, uh, earliest by 2050. And that's very crucial uh, for us uh, so that we we, we can have uh, a better future, not just for us, but for uh, our children.
0: Mm For sure, for sure. Will there, though, be more cross-ministerial cooperation in that sense? Indeed,
2: indeed. Because um, I think, uh, you know, um, there are parts where one is that we, we, we are talking about uh, energy security, uh, for example, it f- falls under my purview. And and um, sorry, before I, I say that, you know, now it's good that we, we combine the two ministries before, Ketsa and CASA. So mm-hmm. from energy to climate change, you know, it has to be under one ministry. From um, uh, natural resources, including our forests, our jungles and environment, it has to be under one ministry. So now it's Under one ministry is rational, but still we need uh, our cooperation with other uh, ministries. I was talking about uh, education just now, Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the important uh, parts is to educate uh, the the students. you know people who are older it's difficult to change their habits i mean that's a given so but you know if you know we can really inculcate uh, the the esg elements in our education system uh, and the kids the, the, and uh, they will uh, you know change their habits and from my interaction with uh, the the environmental activists which tends to be young they are very vocal they know their stuff And why they are so passionate, it's because they know that they have the biggest stake in this. Mm. You know, people who are like me, who are slightly older... You know, we we won't be around that long. They will have a long time uh, um, on this planet, so they want uh, their stake to be preserved.
0: Yes, they are the future generation after all, and uh, they will be helming the the planet for us, (laughs) for for the future generation after that. Now, on your first day in office, um, you mentioned that one of the main priorities is to balance between development and environmental protection. Do you mind elaborating this for us? And why is it so important to strike that balance between environmental preservation as as well as development.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think first it's important to note that, in spite of what I said just now, which is all crucial, all important, we we have to bear in mind that we are still a developing country, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of uh, the countries that are talking a lot about uh, all these ESG issues or, or about uh, net zero, they were well, basically the developed countries. They've had their chance. They've cleared their forests. They've developed. They've industrialized, uh, and they are huge countries, huge economies with uh, a huge carbon footprint in the in the economy uh, in the world. Um, so then it's easy for them to now talk about, oh, okay, let's do this, let's do that, because they've done their development. Malaysia only contributes about zero point six nine percent to carbon emissions in the planet. We are a small country. Uh, our carbon footprint is small. Um, I'm not saying that we don't do anything I mean we are still committed to doing all those things but the solution must be in the context of Malaysia uh it has to be realistic with what Malaysia has so I think that's why it's important that we still need to develop uh, you know we 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 you know uh, a lot of people uh you know we still have a lot of B40 uh, a lot of people even in the urban areas are going through poverty so uh, how do we then um develop you know, how do we then provide affordable housing and at the same time protect our environment? Um, because now also, you know, the environment is coming under increasing pressure. Mm. Um, you know, I, I like to say that when I was growing up, I assumed that the rhinos will always be around. Yep. Right. And now they're gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the tigers are endangered and so on and so forth. So I think that is uh, why it's very crucial. And... Um, um, We are also, you know, a a signatory to the Paris Agreement. Uh, We are committed to various uh, UN uh, conventions. So I think those things, you know, will drive our transition. Um, We are committed to have an energy transition. We are very reliant on coal at the moment and natural gas. Uh, Coal is the worst. Um, And I think we will start to see um, uh, you know, uh, less le- uh, less coal being used uh, soon when when the plants get retired. So that striking that balance is very crucial uh, for us. Uh, but yeah. We still need to develop, but it cannot be at the expense of the environment.
0: Yeah, of course, because at the end of the day, it will affect the resources that we would have in sure. order to maintain the uh, a better environment uh, in terms of you know for the country itself. Yeah. Um. So you hope to make a future environmental impact assessment or EIH research more transparent. Uh, Is it possible to provide additional information on the EIA studies and where and why should the EIA be made available to the public as well?
2: Yeah, previously, you know, the EIA has always been available on the website, the Mm -hmm. the, uh, DOE website. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were complaints about accessing it uh, recently. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was probably sometime last year. So I'm, I'm getting a full brief on it. Um, but I think um, there are a few key changes that I think uh, we need to make because the EIA, the EIA comes from a legislation that goes way back um, quite some time ago in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. So the context of it was very different. Uh, the expectations of the public was very different. Um, it was probably good for its time. But now we are in 2022. We are in the world of ESG or in the world of net zero. Um, you know. And I think that the EIA must be uh, brought to the twenty uh, to 2022 or 2023, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I think that is very crucial, and um, uh, one of the most important portions of it is that it has to be as much of information as possible must be shared with the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, in that sense, then you can build the confidence because sometimes you know when people complain, when people make allegations, they, it may not be true. But if it's fully transparent, then it's easy to build the confidence um, that that we can say that no, you know, that accusation is wrong or or, or it's not uh, based on facts.
0: Absolutely. The um, social media does play a massive role when it comes to conversations about the environment, even in terms of uh, resources, climate change, everything of the sort. Sometimes we hear things that might be a bit of an iffy side if we're not really sure where it's coming from. So this transparency would definitely be helpful for us as the public to. Understand a lot more of what needs to be done, especially from whether it's from our side or whether it's from the ministry side. Okay, we'll be taking a short break uh, for now. I am speaking to Yamahoma Nick Nazmi Nick Ahmad, the Minister of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change. We're talking about uh, towards sustainable future. And remember, you can find us at TraxFM Official, Facebook Live right now. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
1: Right here, right here, right, right, right. right here on Trax FM.
0: Listening to opinions from experts regarding issues relating to Malaysians and the citizens of the world when we go face-to-face with our guests, every Thursday at 11.15am, only on Tracks FM. She said,
1: every time I close my eyes, I feel like I could disappear. Yeah. Right here, right here, right, 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 right here, on Tracks FM.
0: This is Tracks Momentum with me, Diana. It is still face-to-face, and I am still speaking to Yang at Nick Nazmi, Nick Ahmad, the Minister of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change. And we are talking about towards sustainable future. So far, the conversation has been quite interesting, finding out more what the ministry's plan is uh, for the near future and, of course, uh, certain transparency when it comes to the environmental impact assessment research for us listeners. Uh, in fact, for the public, for that matter, to find out more information, about what is there, what is out there for us to know in terms of uh the ministry's efforts as well as um, other parties that are involved now uh thank you once again uh yb for joining me again today uh so will the official secrets act and freedom of information raise any issues when it comes to handling environmental and climate change related issues
2: yes i mean um i mean i think again that's another legislation that that we have to look into um, I think because if you look at the OSA, the presumption is that all government information uh, is secret unless declared otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it has a historical element to it, whether it's the colonial era or the Cold War era during the Darurat, the Malaysian emergency. But I think, you know, we're living in uh, the 21st century um, and I think the way we look at things should be different. Obviously, there are certain inf- government information that should remain secret because, um some defense or strategic things, um, but uh, you know it should be the other way around, right? So that that's the principle. But obviously, I mean that, that will take a long time for us. I think to to work on that, but I think um, we will look at my ministry on how we can within our ambit uh, of responsibility what we can do to make uh, the environmental information. Uh, more easily, uh, to be easily obtained by the public in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something we will work on because I think that will help um, people to uh, hold us uh, to account. Um, and one of the things that I did was on the first day of parliament for the new government, I wrote to the speaker, uh, Dr Johari Abdul, to say that my ministry is proposing uh, uh, an environment and climate change uh, select uh, parliamentary select committee which will be bipartisan, there will be opposition there will be government to monitor uh, my ministry, you know, oh. because I think it's important that all MPs uh, have a stake and they can hold me to account, um, you know, so that for me, it's about me get doing my job better.
0: Yeah, it's a, that sense of accountability that a lot of people usually want to sort of get and feel from any ministry from that for that matter. Uh, I suppose in terms of uh, the government's commitment to acting more swiftly and actively towards a sustainable future, uh, you, it is demonstrated by the formation of a ministry specifically tasked with addressing climate change. What do you think about that?
2: Yes. I mean, as I said, I think the the merger of the two ministries is mm-hmm. very crucial mm-hmm. because um, this ministry, if you look at history, it, w- at one time it was one ministry that it was uh, taken out and then merged again, uh, something was taken out, a small part of it and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, until now it's remerged. And it's almost complete. Um, and I think uh, there was an article by one of my predecessors, Y.B.O.B. B. Yin, mm-hmm. uh, who at that time was even, but she did not have uh, water or natural resources. So she said that this is the best form of an environmental ministry that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's good. And I think that shows the commitment from the Prime Minister, that Sri Anwar Ibrahim, and the government uh, in order to address the pertinent issue of climate change.
0: It will be very fascinating to see how this all pans out, especially yeah. because you are including, it is quite inclusive in that sense, because the common goal is towards sustainable future at the end of the day. Now, where do you wish to take the Environment and Climate Change Ministry as a result of the ministry streamlining?
2: Well, one of the thing is, um, you know, we one of the main plans that we are working on, um, it's something that has been there even before me, mm-hmm. i.e. the climate change bill. Uh, but for us, it's about expediting the bill. Because again, this is one of the bills that will, or legislation that will ensure that a lot of our environmental legislation that we have will be up to date. With the with the issue of climate change, Uh, so I think um, that is one of the main priorities that we have. And then then there's the issue of energy. So now that is under one ministry. So we're not you know if there's just an energy ministry, they may look at it purely from an energy perspective, but now it's linked because energy the energy sector is among the uh, biggest emitters uh, in in the economy. So but we we have to talk about the energy transition. Um, to, to to go towards greener energy and, and uh, towards net zero. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we want to do it in a way that is as inclusive as possible for the B40 and even for the uh, M40. So I think that that is one of the most important things. Similarly to water. Mm. Um, our water sector, you know, we, have, we are among the highest users of water in, in the region. We use a lot of water. There's also a lot of wastage. Um, um, water that does not make it to the uh, built uh, or, or to the... Uh, accounts right so people steal water or there's leakages in the pipes and that's some states as high as 60 percent oh yeah so there's a lot of waste and water is a very uh, crucial resource Uh, future wars Mm -hmm. might be fought over water so we need to look into that as well because that's under my ministry and we how can we make uh, it sustainable we have states where they are flooding, but at the same time, the water supply is, you know, uh, it's not proper. It's, mm, it's not in a bad wa- state. Yeah, right? it's not clean water. Uh, it's yeah. not uh, clean water. So I think those are things that, that we really have to work on and it's a lot of uh, work.
0: Do take note if you are tuning in right now. I am speaking to Yambu Hohmat Nik Ahmad, the Minister of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change. Um, talking about, you know, the resources, the current resources that we have, we mustn't take it for granted. We must be aware of what the, these resources are and how it can be helpful for us in the future or what could potentially happen if we actually took it for granted. But anyways, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. Remember to stay in touch with us at Trax FM Official on Facebook. We are live right now, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back shortly. <laughs>
1: right here right here right, 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 right here on tracks fm
0: listening to opinions from experts regarding issues relating to Malaysians and the citizens of the world when we go face to face with our guests every thursday at 11:15 a.m. only on tracks fm
1: experience the excitement right here right here right, right, right. right here on tracks fm
0: Welcome back to Tracks Momentum. This is Diana. On face to face right now, I'm speaking to Yang Bahomat Nik Nazmi Nik Ahmad, the Minister of Natural Resources, Environment, and Climate Change. You know, we have been talking uh, so much about what the ministry's plans are when it comes to uh, wanting to make a change, the unity government, and how the, the roles that are being played at this point of time, and also uh, transparency from the ministry's part or even the government's part for us, uh, the public, to know more information. Now, uh, once again. Welcome back, uh, Yang Mohamed. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, so, continuing on with the conversation, uh, even though with all the plans, whether uh, it has like the best state plans, uh, you, everything is structured, and enforcement and implement, uh, implementation at the end of the day are very, very important factors. How do you envision enforcing or monitoring environmental protection laws?
2: The most important thing is to have a change of mindset. You know, it's not... Um what they call that. It's not just a normal routine thing that we are, we, what we are doing. And if you realise that this ministry, this portfolio is something very existential. It's about, you know, whether we have a planet to live in uh, over the next uh, dec- few decades, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if we change that mindset and um, then I think we, we can see a, a different approach to things. Uh, to be honest, I mean, I think there's a lot of good work that has been done. But we can do better, and I think the public expects better. Uh, Again, you know, the the younger generation, I think they they expect better because it's about them. Um, So I think uh, that's one of the most important things. But then there are other issues as well. We also have to think creatively. I mean, I think. Enforcement, manpower has always been an issue, um, but there has been a, a scheme uh, a few years ago that was launched where, uh, you know, rangers were hired uh, to, to monitor the forest. Uh, they they are veterans, uh, military veterans, um, because, you know, there's an issue of military veterans uh, retiring at 40 without a sustainable job after that. And why can't we hire them? They know how to go in the jungle. They know how to uh, use weapons and whatnot and to protect our wildlife and and. and and uh, whatnot, so I think that's the approach that we have. We have to be creative, and and but ultimately we have to know and realize that this is something that is really about really really big existential life and death death stuff.
0: Yes, I I, I suppose. Let's begin to think that we are no longer in, we are not invincible. Yeah. We are not immortals. Uh, while uh, even though one would say, you know, life is short. You know, I will go at the time that I will go. You don't want to go when the planet is also going at the yeah. end of the day. So it is heavy conversation, existential, existential crisis, life. Um, you know, in terms of thought, but it is important for us to you know really really learn to discuss this uh, amongst ourselves as well as our family and friends. Now, um, uh, YB, you've mentioned that a business as usual approach will no longer be sufficient. Uh, Careful planning and consideration will be required to accurately map out national responsibilities to battle climate change and its damaging effect. Um, A parliamentary select committee on the environment and climate change was suggested by the Ministry of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change uh, to the Dewan Raya speaker on December 19th, like what you had mentioned. This is to help the government develop clear policies and identify mitigation strategies in uh, relation to climate change. Now, How will we handle environmental on climate change issues effectively. And, and more importantly, what a lot of people would be would want to know is how soon will we actually be able to see results?
2: Yeah, I mean, I see five key principles when we talk about uh, the NRECC's work, right? Uh, my ministry. First is that our legislative agenda and the main one one that's coming up is the Climate Change Act. And um, second is that reform impetus must continue. We, we must realize that we can do more We need to do, we need to change more things uh, in order to protect uh, the planet. Uh, And third, you know, now that the whole world is moving towards uh, ESG uh, objectives, net zero objectives. So I think the international cooperation element is very, very crucial. Um, And uh, fourthly is that we have to be as inclusive as possible. It cannot be... In the Putrajaya bubble, it cannot be in the KL bubble. We need to bring all these things that we want to do, you know, from Perles to Sabah, from people in the smallest kampongs to the biggest towns to understand what we want to do. And finally, leadership is key. So people in the ministry, not just me, but but the civil servants, uh, you know, the entire ministry, they must understand that this is something that we need to push uh in order that we can really drive change uh on the ground but it's not something that is going to be simple um this is a work that may take generations right and we cannot, you know, having a climate change act, it's not a magic bullet. Mm. You know, it's just part of the picture. So what we must do also, we must think, work and plan in terms of uh, decades rather than years. So, you know, not just in terms of, oh, it's the next election. Mm. Um, and what can we do just so that we can uh, win the next election? It has to go much, much beyond that. Uh, and that's why, for example, I'm involving the opposition through a, a parliamentary select committee, hopefully. And... Um, so, yeah, so, but there are short-term things that we can achieve, medium-term and long-term, but uh, it has to be a very holistic approach.
0: Of course, um, and in fact, what uh, <coughs> sort of matters is we have to start yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and then the thing is, I did uh, mention, I would like to ask this question to you, YB, um, because you have mentioned uh, that while it is it is meant to be an inclusive thing, I, I suppose the approach would sound as if it was, it would mostly come from uh, the ministries or the side or the government side to educate. However, there are a lot of um, Malaysians who are well aware and um, very knowledgeable in um, perhaps changing uh, certain things in terms of the environment, perhaps supporting the movement uh, of improving the environment and as well as climate change. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, the Malaysians can do to help assist the ministry?
2: Yeah, I mean, laws uh, can only do so much. The government can only do so much, right? So it has to be really Uh, being brought down to the ground, to to every individual. Um, And I think, you know, habits, you know, if we can um, change our habits, obviously there are nudges that the government did. For example, the 30 30 cent or 20 cent for the plastic bag. Mm -hmm. I remember when it was introduced, two thousand eight or two thousand nine, in slango. Uh, you know, people say you know people won't change and all that, but that was a nudge. But eventually, people change. And I mean, we do have—I still have my forgetful moments. You know, you go out to buy stuff and you didn't have—you didn't bring a bag. Um, but generally, people have started to change because of that. Um, but there are other things that people can do right I mean f- let's talk about energy the easiest thing that we can do is simply I mean it's a thing that our parents probably taught us our grandparents uh, taught us is isn't just switch off the, the, the light or fan or aircon where you're not using it mm. right it's something that's very small but it can be very meaningful and now again there are nudges to help that with the smart meter with the app that, that the TNB is providing for example you can monitor your uh, energy usage more effectively so I think there's a lot of things that you can do um that that again uh the government doesn't have to uh, do much right and just maybe nudges here and there but which i believe it will have a big big impact uh in terms of um protecting the planet
0: it's, it's very interesting that you mentioned that I suppose a lot of things when people say "Oh, uh, what change is it actually going to make at the end of the day it's probably potentially due to the fact that some uh, people might not actually see how it affects them personally yep. so I suppose um, if you can consider how would it be like uh, for your you know how would it affect yourself as a person perhaps even your loved ones your close family members and whatnot your friends then that way you will be able to uh, you will be able to to know that there is a sense of urgency towards this. Now, unfortunately, we are close to running out of time. Uh, I do have a couple of questions, really, really quick one. Uh, at this point of time, YB, how well prepared are we as a nation to handle emergencies brought on by climate change? I think this is important for us to know, as well as to prepare for and respond to floods.
2: <clears throat> I think if you look at what, not just under my ministry, but the various agencies and minist- other ministries that are involved, for example, uh, in the Batang Kali tragedy, we see that, you know, in terms of uh, the response uh, and all that, you know, I think our team is, is very capable um, and they work really hard. We saw what happened to some of the rescuers, uh, the, even the dogs the and whatnot. But... Um, but we also have to look at at things that are um, the long long term planning and prevention. Um, again, I mean we can't just blame the past. As I said, uh, a lot of the weather patterns, for example, um, today it, we did not predict it happening uh, five, ten years ago because uh, you know because of global warming, for example, uh, because of climate change. So I think. Um, how well prepared are we? I think uh, that's why we really have to, to, we have to catch up with the times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of, I think, uh, monitoring, uh, prevention, I think a lot of that has to go in. We know that, you know, there, there was that huge uh, proposal for flood prevention, but, you know, it is going to take years again. So, I mean, there was a lot of uh, hoo-ha over when the PM announced that he wanted to ensure that the, the tenders and whatnot were done properly. But, because it's not about this year's flooding. It's going to take years to solve it, right? Mm. So I think, um, but we will do it properly because I think um, we cannot use this excuse to, to create other problems.
0: Yes, transparency is quite key at this point of time. There is so much that needs to be done on uh, the government's part, whether it is this ministry or others as well. But unfortunately we have come to the end of our time with you, uh, Yamahomet uh, But is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners?
2: Well, no, um, I just hope that you know we all can play our part. I will work very hard, I can assure you that, um, to, to deliver uh, on my portfolio. But I also hope, as we discussed just now, that everyone can also play their role so that uh, not just our country, but the planet uh, can have a, a better future.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Yang Mohamed, for joining me. I was speaking to Yang Nik Nazmi Nik Ahmad, the Minister of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change, uh, towards sustainable future. In fact, if you want to re-watch uh, the- this interview you can head to facebook we're on tracks fm official live and remember you need to play your part as well and we hope all the best for uh, the ministry in uh, achieving their goals in the near future and in fact for all of us uh, listeners at tracks fm we hope to take care of our planet that's the most important thing at this point of time anyways i'll be back shortly to wrap things up before the news at 12 o'clock stick around this is tracks fm (laughs)
1: Right here. Right here. right here. right here. Right here. On Tracks FM.
0: Listening to opinions from experts regarding issues relating to Malaysians and the citizens of the world when we go face to face with our guests. Every Thursday at 11:15 a.m. only on Tracks FM.